Well, hey, everyone. This is Heidi St. John. Welcome to the Off the Bench podcast. I'm glad you guys have joined me here at the intersection of faith and culture. I've been receiving some questions as of late about homeschooling through high school, sort of how do you stay in there? How do you how do you grow, not grow weary in well-doing? Because we all know that homeschooling is a tremendous responsibility, but it's also a tremendous blessing. Today, I'm going to talk a little bit about how to stay in there and why I think it's worth it when you plant with the harvest in mind. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in today, wherever you are. I know this is a very busy time of year, and I appreciate so much those of you who continue to listen to the show and pass it on for other people to listen to. I have a lot of respect for uh, homeschool moms who... uh, never planned on homeschooling their kids, but they just, they looked at what's going on in the culture and they just thought, you know what, forget this. Uh, I'm going to take it on myself. I'm going to do it, especially in a culture that says you can't do it. It's too hard. Uh, what do you do about, um, you know, people that need two incomes to work and all those kinds of things. And I want to answer some of those questions today, but I get a lot of questions about homeschooling through high school and what does it look like to hang in there with your kids all the way through to the end. And people ask me, you know, what it was like to have children that went all the way through high school. And so I asked, you know, a couple of years ago, and I hope you guys, I'll try to link back to it in the show notes today, but we did one of the most listened to podcasts of all time here at the Heidi St. John podcast is a show that I did just last year with all seven of my kids. And I just asked them really honestly, give us some feedback on homeschooling. And I think it's it's easy for us to sort of get into our heads that it has to look a certain way or if we would just have done this or we would just have done that. But I think it's really important for us to look at it honestly and then to figure out the why of what we're doing. And so I want to start there because the why of homeschooling is, I think, the most important aspect. If you don't understand the why, if it's just a knee-jerk reaction to culture, then as soon as you feel like the culture has calmed down a little bit, you're just going to put your kids right back into the crucible that is the public education system. But for Jay and myself, the reason that we decided to homeschool our children was because we took seriously the command of the Lord that parenting our children was our responsibility. And as you guys have heard me say before, we have outsourced in this country. Now for generations, we have been outsourcing the parenting of our children. Certainly we do it through the school system. We absolutely do it even on Sundays when we give our kids to the Sunday school teacher, we drop them off. We'll do almost anything not to be the people that lay down our lives for our own children in terms of our time and our treasure and our talent and our teaching. But we are called to teach our children. And in the, you know, over 25 years now that I have homeschooled our kids, and I, you guys have heard me say this before, so I'm not going to belabor because this isn't what the point is about today. We have absolutely had hard days. There's no question. There's nothing that's worth doing in this life that's easy. And the other day I did a podcast for a new friend of mine. He has a brand new, uh, or he has a podcast out called Men in the Arena. Guys, wow. I mean, he is talking to men who are uh, in the throes of raising children who have, um, who are working and trying to provide for their families and just trying to figure this whole thing out. So his podcast is, again, it's called Men in the Arena. And then, so I was privileged to go on that show and talk to him. We had a great conversation and he's going to be coming on my show pretty quick. And then a couple of days later, I was talking to my friend Rick Green on his show, The Tavern, 
a little bit about homeschooling and what I thought was important. And you said, you know, what do you say to the parent who says, well, Heidi, that's great for you, but I just can't do it. I'm just not not cut out for it. I don't have the patience for it. Or I we work two jobs or whatever it is. If the why of homeschooling, if you know why education is important, if you really get that, if you can really ring that bell, the other part is a piece of cake. You got to understand the why. If there was a virus with a 99.9% mortality rate, in other words, 99.9% of the people who got it were actually going to die instead of a 99.9% survival rate, which is what we just lived through in our so-called pandemic here in the United States and around the world, what would you do with your kid? If you thought there is a virus in the schools that had even a 10% mortality rate, or let's say a 20% mortality rate, you take your kids out of that school. You wouldn't even think twice about it. You would not say to yourself, well, I have to work and we can't, you know, we can't figure that out, or I'm just not patient enough, or I never thought I wanted to do that, or what about socialization? You would never do that. You would do what was best for your children. You would take them out of a broken system where you knew that they were going to get sick and potentially die. Well, I'm here to tell you right now that the public school system in this country has a 99.9% spiritual mortality rate. Most of the kids that go into that system are not coming out with their faith intact. And this is true across the board. And I think it's largely true because, A, we've outsourced everything as Christian parents in this country. Like I said, we've outsourced the spiritual formation of our children. We outsource the educational formation of our kids. We send them off to uh, Caesar to be educated, and then we're shocked that they come out as Romans. And I am no longer... It used to be that I would, I, you know, I soft shoe this. I, I just felt like, hey, you know, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. I'm so beyond, I'm over it. I don't care if I hurt your feelings or not anymore when it comes to the issue of raising our children because we are allowing our children to be injured, body, soul, mind, and spirit for the sake of convenience, for the sake of money, for the sake of, you know, I don't have the patience or I'm just not up for it. These are your kids. What could be more important than answer me that. What is more important than raising your kids so that they so they can be healthy and happy and whole adults? And when we decided the why, when we understood the why, we determined we're going to figure out the, the how. And that often meant that I had bad days. It often meant that I felt inadequate. Sometimes there were, you know, we traveled for our, with our kids for years and years, and it was the best of times and the worst of times. I, I like to think it was mostly the best of times because we were together as a family. Our kids went everywhere. They saw the United States. They weren't glued to a chair, you know, 24 hours a day. They had a lot of educational freedom, but there were a lot of things that were frustrating in the midst of it. And so I guess I, I just want to give you a couple things that I think are really important. If you're going to hang in there and you're going to make it, you know, uh, not grow weary in well-doing and make it to the end, to the finish line with your relationship with your kids intact and your ability to say thank you to the Lord. By the way, I don't think that homeschooling well, I certainly don't think it's an easy endeavor. I don't. I don't think parenting is easy. I don't think marriage is easy. Have you guys been married more than five minutes? You know what I'm talking about. Marriage takes work. It takes time. It takes commitment. It takes compromise. Uh, it often takes, you know, often it's painstakingly difficult to mold your heart and your desires to the heart and desires of another person. And yet we do it. Why? Because of love. We do it because we made a commitment. We do it because we made a, we made a decision. And when you brought a child into the world, you made a decision to give that child life and give that child uh, 
a chance at walking with the one who made him. And so I want to just encourage you, and I have I have uh, written, honestly, I mean, ad nauseum, I have written and written and written about this over at my blog. If you guys have never looked at, at the Heidi St. John blog or listened to the things that I have put over there or my podcast, you know, you can Google my name, just, you know, you could even Google, you know, homeschooling through high school, Heidi St. John, those kinds of things. There's all kinds of things up there about it. But I think the most important things that you can do uh, with your kids is to recognize that the responsibility first is yours. And once we have that, once we have that part figured out, everything else will fall into place. And so the first thing I would tell you to do is get alone with the Lord. Get alone with the Lord, get alone with your spouse. Talk about what the hopes and dreams are for your kids. Have some sort of a game plan. You know, I think we have children and sort of, you know, especially in the culture, and this is absolutely true of me, when our first daughter was born, I would call it a little on the haphazard side. <laughs> you know, I remember we just go, okay, well, look at that. We're going to have a baby. You know, uh, it really does work that way. I just remember thinking, I am way too young for this. And in fact, I felt uh, inadequate. It's a whole, you know, large part of the reason why I wrote uh, Becoming Mom Strong, How to Fight with All That's in You for Your Family and Your Faith. A huge part of the, the reason I wrote that book was because I have learned over 32 years now of being a mother that God's strength really is found in weakness. We need to know his heart. We need to know who he is. And so I'd encourage you to get alone with him. The second thing I want to encourage you to do is talk to your teen. Don't be afraid to say what kinds of things are important to you. What what do you want to study? I mean, the reason why uh, you know colleges are different than high schools is because in college, your kids get to choose the the student in college gets to choose what their major is. They choose what's interesting to them. Well, we want our kids to choose what's interesting, and certainly there are lots of um, requirements, certainly for homeschooling, but. I want my kids to be studying things that are interesting to them. I want to learn how to fold them where they're bent. I believe that uh, God has brought our kids into this world on purpose, with a purpose, with a particular uh, bent toward a particular thing. And I want my kids to be able to enjoy that. And so uh, sit down with your kids and ask them, what do you guys want to study? What's interesting to you? One of the you know things I love to do, and I, I still look back on it with a, with a fair amount of uh, joy, is just to watch the kids as they develop the skills that I would have otherwise missed them uh, developing. And so rather than let myself become a hostage to the world's idea of what homeschooling looked like, I want to come before the Lord and say, what does it look like for my family? Because what worked for Heidi St. John's family may not work for yours. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. We're living in troubling times, and I believe that our kids need a solid moral foundation that starts at home. Kids need their parents and grandparents to be their source for truth in these confusing times. And with a little intentionality, you can make a huge difference in the lives of the little ones God has placed in your life. Brave Books can help, and it's a perfect gift going into Christmas. The books included in their family subscription will bring your whole family together. You'll get a new book delivered every month that teaches the important topics of critical race theory, the Second Amendment, and family. The books come with corresponding family activities and lessons that your family can use 
as a theme throughout your home all month long. Brave books are books your kids will love, and you'll be happy to read them over and over, which is exactly what happens with kids when they love the books you're reading. Go to bravebooks.com right now and use the code Heidi for 20% off your Brave Books family subscription. That's bravebooks.com coupon code Heidi. And you're going to say to me, well, this has been difficult or my kids aren't listening to me or, um, or my teenager doesn't respect me. All right, ding, ding, ding. Let's take a step back. One of the blessings of having your kids at home and homeschooling them all the way through high school is that when you notice heart issues in your kids, you can take the time and address them. So if you're having kids who are disrespectful or rebellious or unkind or unkind to their siblings or not following through, then you have the opportunity for character training. And it's important that we do that. So don't let those things just slip by and think, oh, it doesn't matter because those are actually things that matter the most. If you have a grumpy kid that you allowed it to continue to be grumpy, they're going to be a grumpy adult. Nobody wants to be around that. Nobody wants to be around it. I'm going to come back at some point because uh, I've been dealing with some stuff in my own life that I've been asking the Lord to help me um, quantify in such a way that I can share it here at the show don't don't worry. It's nothing. It's nothing uh, salacious. Just something that God's having me deal with, and I'm learning again how to trust the Lord and how to lean into His heart for me as a mother and as a woman and as an, an entrepreneur and as a friend and as a sister and all of those things. I think women are pulled in a lot of different directions, but the most important direction that you will ever be pulled in is the one that's toward your family and toward your children. Well, the the most important direction obviously is the call of the Holy Spirit on your life. And being in the word and letting the, letting it just wash over you. But the second one I think is just uh, is really owning the jurisdiction that God has given you, and that is your family. The next thing I would, I would encourage you to do with your children is to allow them to have bad days. Uh, I think it's okay. I think in, a lot of times in, in Christendom, and certainly this was the case early in homeschooling for me, I didn't. I saw a lot of homeschool moms that were absolutely burned out, kids that were miserable, but they weren't allowed to really say, we weren't allowed to voice what was frustrating us. You know, I wrote a book uh, called The Busy Homeschool Mom's Guide to Romance back in 2007 because I saw so many Christian marriages in homeschooling in particular suffering because we were focusing on the wrong thing. We were focusing on children instead of on our marriages. The marriage comes first. The marriage is the primary relationship of the home. If the marriage is messed up, I guarantee you your homeschooling is going to be messed up. And so I wrote about that and was just very honest, very honest about struggles in my own life, very honest about what had happened in my own family uh, of origin in the house that I grew up in, my parents ultimately obviously divorced and I wanted to talk about it. And I think those conversations are really important. And so be, be willing, you know, talk to your kids and give them the freedom to be frustrated. Give them the freedom, say, I don't like this. At the end of the day, you know, we can't keep our attitudes, you know, our attitudes uh, should be as one of, um, submission before the Lord, right? So children are supposed to obey their parents, right? The Bible says that children obey your parents and Lord for this is right. Honor your father and mother. It's the first commandment with the promise. The Bible also says fathers don't exasperate your children. Don't frustrate them to the point of anger. So we want to be listening and putting the word of God into practice in our home so our kids don't look at us and go, that person was a hypocrite. We don't want that. More important than the academic pursuit in your home is going to be the spiritual formation of both yourself and your children. But then the last thing I'd encourage you to do is don't run from an academic challenge. I think it's easy for... 
and well, certainly in the in the climate that we're in now, it's easy to go, oh, that the academics don't matter at all because look at all the spiritual attacks and look at this and look at that. But we're trying to to um, train our children so that whatever it is that God calls them into, whether it's you know pediatric neurosurgeon or whether it's you know working for the city waterworks or whatever it is, that they're equipped for that job. And so I want to challenge my kids. I want to challenge them academically. I want to challenge them spiritually. I want to challenge them emotionally. I'm trying to grow adults, not children. And so don't be afraid to, to hold to a high standard of academic excellence inside your home. And as we grow the program here at Firmly Planted Family, as we continue to see what God would have us do, um, we are encouraging parents that we come along with. The, the first, the most important thing is love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, your mind, and strength. The second one is like it. Love your neighbor as itself. The Bible doesn't say that the most important thing is that you get all straight A's on, on, your, uh, on your coursework. The most important thing is to love the Lord. But the other thing we want to do is teach our children that uh, we have a standard of excellence in our home. We want to do things well. Why? Because everything that we do should be done as unto the Lord. And we would never give him half work. We would never give him, you know, a, uh, we would never, we would never turn in work that wasn't finished, you know, to the Lord. We would do everything we could to present our very best to him. And that's what we want to teach our children to do. And so sometimes, mom, that means that you, that you have uncomfortable conversations with your kids and you go, hey, yeah, this isn't good. Sorry, not going to take it. Um, I'm not going to accept that that report or you're going to have to redo this or whatever it is. We also want to give our, our kids, especially as they get older, responsibility at home. So teaching our children to be that they are an integral part of our family and so that the family just feels like it can't even function without them. Now, of course, the downside of that is your kids move out and it's very jarring <laughs> because you had created this sort of well-oiled machine and everybody's doing, you know, we're working together. We we have a, a common goal as a family and we're we're moving, you know, we're moving at lightning speed to a particular thing. And then all of a sudden somebody moves out and goes to college or they move out because they got married or they just move out for the experience or whatever it is. And then you got to recalibrate uh, at home again. But I think it's so important, you know, that we give our kids chores. I could do an entire podcast on that. My goodness, you guys. Listen, the world is so messed up right now. Every every day, you know, things come across my social media. Kids are so messed up. They, you know, they they think that the most important thing in their life is that you don't misgender them. The spiritual battle, the spiritual battlefield that our children are on right now is extraordinarily challenging. And we want to teach them to be discerning, wise as a serpent, gentle as a dove. That's the most important thing you're ever going to do in homeschooling. It's the number one reason why we decided to keep our kids home. Because we recognized 27 years ago that the school system was absolutely bent on injuring children, body, soul, mind, and spirit. We saw it then, and it's way worse now than it was then. But at the end of the day, our responsibility is A, to be obedient to the Lord, and B, to love our children in such a way that we point them to Christ. And we love our children through discipline. We love our children through more than just our words, through our actions. Of course, the words are really important. We want to tell our children that we love them. We care about you. You guys nurture your marriages. I have actually written extensively on uh, if you need help, you know, especially after the holidays. I always hated getting back to homeschooling in January because we take a pretty good break in December in our home for homeschooling. And then getting back into it in January, I'm just like, you know, uh, there was some crying involved. I wrote a book called The Busy Homeschool Mom's Guide to Daylight 
It's actually a great book to read with your homeschool group. I've had a lot of people write in and say, where was this book? I could have really used it. But it's called The Busy Homeschool Mom's Guide to Daylight, How to Fit Your Size 16 Day into a Size 10. And it just kind of goes through all of the sort of tips and tricks and things that I learned over 25 years of homeschooling that really helped me get dinner on the table and homeschool seven children and start my own business and write books and things like that. It comes because of intentionality, but I never want to encourage you to sacrifice the best thing on the altar of a good thing. The best thing outside of walking with Jesus, the best thing you're ever going to do in this life, you guys, is raise kids who follow Jesus. It's really true. And in a world that desperately needs to know that there is absolute truth, in a world that desperately is looking for answers and looking for genuine love and looking for truth, you have the opportunity to lay such a strong foundation that no matter what the world throws at your kids, they're going to be able to stand up because they were born for this time in history. And part of the reason they were born for it is because God gave you the responsibility of shepherding them. You are the one that God has given the responsibility to for loving your children well, for uh, training them in righteousness, for reminding them that this world isn't all there is. So we teach our children to be equipped to go out in the world to do what God want, wants them to do. We love them with everything that we have. We treat the homeschooling um, aspect, or at least I did. I was serious about it. I mean, to me, I was making schedules. You guys can read that in the book. I've got all kinds of sample schedules. I think schedules are really important, particularly if you're looking for um, for some sort of a continuity in your homeschooling. It's really important for a high schooler especially. But check it out at uh, HeidiStJohn.com. You can look in the shop. That book, again, is called The Busy Homeschool Mom's Guide to Daylight, how to fit your size 16 day into a size 10. And if you're looking for marriage encouragement, uh, check out my book on romance, The Busy Homeschool Mom's Guide to Romance. I kind of wish I hadn't said homeschool in the title of that book because it has very little to do with homeschooling. It can be for any mom who's uh, got responsibilities just outside of her home. So if you're a working mom, if I don't care if you're selling Tupperware or uh, working from home you know, in customer service somewhere, this book will really help you. And it's a really great book to read out loud with your kids. I think you guys will love it. Speaking of marriages, we have a really exciting thing coming right here to Vancouver, Washington. Phil Gunger is going to be doing Laugh Your Way to a Better Marriage right here at Firmly Planted Family. That's happening the weekend of the 16th and 17th of February. Now's your time to get plane tickets for that. Come on out. I'll link back to it in the show notes today. But we're going to be talking about communication styles, uh, it's about six and a half hours worth of instruction, and uh, you guys are going to love it. You're going to be so glad that you came. Make an investment in your marriage today, and it will reap dividends for generations to come. Uh, I hope this is encouraging to you. I'd love to hear your feedback. Uh, you can go over to Spotify. We are putting out polls almost every day over there, and we'd love to hear back from you. You can also leave reviews for the show, or you can reach out to me directly at HeidiStJohn.com forward slash mailbox money. Don't forget to send me your Christmas cards. I want to hear from you. You can reach out to me, HeidiStJohn.com, Care of Firmly Planted Family, 14001 Southeast. It's not Northeast anymore. 14001 Southeast First Street, Vancouver, Washington, 98684. We love you guys. Love your people well. It's worth it. And I will see you right back here again at the intersection of faith and culture.